Hello and welcome to Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson, Chief Executive of Behavioral Health for Providence, Oregon, and Chief Clinical Officer for Work To Be Well. In today's podcast, we're focusing on managing financial stress. And we really want to look at this on how it impacts our teens, especially when it comes from within the family. Joining me for this discussion are two of Work To Be Well's National Student Advisory Council members from the West and the East Coast, I believe. Uh, So you'll have to correct me on that if I'm wrong. But uh, first, as a reminder, the information provided during this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not intended, nor is it implied, to be a substitute for professional, medical, or in this case, financial advice. Let's get started by having each of you introduce yourself, where you're from, and why this topic is important to you. Yeah, so I could go first. Hello, everyone. I'm Charlie. I'm from the East Coast. Dr. Robin was right on the money. I'm from Connecticut. I'm a current senior in high school. And financial stress is a really important subject for me. I mean, obviously, every in everyone's lives, there's an aspect of managing financial stress and just understanding finances as part of the world around you. So I'm excited to talk a little bit more about that today. And hi, I'm Ravali. I am from the West Coast, California. <laughs> um, Dr. Robin, yes, you were right, West and East. <laughs> um, I am a junior, and financial um, stress is an important talk- topic to me because I feel like so many students get that pressure of um, from life saying that you need to be financially stable and you need to be thinking about that when you're also thinking about your life plans and a lot of familial stress comes from that issue. So I feel like that's why it's important to me. Well, let's just dive right in here because, you know, when we think about it, yeah, there's the financial pressures that we feel because of our own personal situations, which vary, but have you ever felt stressed out by your parent or guardian's finances? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, that's like where the most financial stress comes from. And I mean, I feel like a part of adulthood, like my mom is always telling me, oh, you're going to be an adult and you're going to have to pay your own bills. Like, that's the number one thing that people talk about when they talk about being an adult, how, you know, money is a really big part of your life. And for me, even I'm really lucky to be in a situation where my family is financially stable but even seeing things like credit card bills piling up and things like that can really be a source of stress, especially because as teenagers, we don't really have kind of just the same level of understanding of like what it looks like to be totally financially stable. Like it's really hard for me to envision kind of the amount of money that's just kind of thrown around a lot more casually when you're an adult. Yeah, I feel like for me, I have always considered myself lucky to be in a more financially stable household. But when I think about it deeper, I realize that there are financial issues that I think are a little bit strange. Just like in terms of my family, how it works is I have one who's financially stable and one parent who maybe is not as much. And that is a really stressful situation to be put in as the child of that like different financial group I guess because you're always like which parent do I ask when I need this like there's so much like feud about money and finances and it's stressful in that aspect. You know that's a really good point when you think about that type of a situation 
how do you figure out who you're supposed to ask for what when you don't know what the rules are and you don't know what the boundaries are? And and it, it brings up the question of, you know, do you ever feel responsible for any part of your family's financial situation? Oh, yeah. I am knowingly a pretty expensive child. I have a lot of extracurriculars. I have a lot of things that I do. I know that my parents are also very aware of that. And, you know, as much of, as there's the mindset that like, oh, you know, that's what they signed up for when they had a kid. It can just really be stressful knowing that things that you're passionate about might have unintended consequences for your family. And just like seeing that play out in your daily life is, it can be stressful and it can make you feel responsible for your family's financial situation. So I definitely know what that's like and what it's like to kind of feel like you're asking a little bit too much sometimes. Charlie, I totally agree with that. Living with a more luxurious lifestyle um, is an interesting is an interesting thing. Like I have to say, out of me and my sister, I'm definitely a lot more casual and like easy to easy to please when it comes to things regarding finances. <laughs> I'm the less expensive one of the two. But um, <laughs> you know, she is seven years older than me, so I've really had a chance to see how that plays out for her from her you know elementary to high school to even like post college life um how she lives that lifestyle and how it has been a a struggle for her to have to deal with you know how is she going to get the support that she needs um especially when money is such a tangible and like physical object, it can be associated and strung along with a lot of different things, you know, like conditions to maybe money. And so I know she had to deal with a lot of stress like that. And I know that it's also something now as I'm growing, I'm feeling that too, you know, between these boundaries of like the physical versus the things that are attached to it. Yeah, that's so true. Especially when you think about costs of things like traveling or an education, like, especially for a lot of us with college looming, the role that your family is going to play in paying for college is like really weighing on my mind because, you know, as I know, a lot of parents try to keep their finances outside of their kids' lives as much as possible. Like, I don't know how much either of my parents make, but I'm like, okay, guys, you know, now you have to kind of give me the information. And that's not a fun conversation to have to have with your parents. It's not. I don't know how closed your parents are to it, but mine, when it comes to talking about financials, are really iffy about that topic, and we don't talk about it that often. Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes my mom will say, okay, guys, time to cut down on the Chinese food this month. We're not getting takeout. That's kind of the extent of it for me. I mean, like I said, I don't know how much money my parents make. I don't know, you know, what our situation is with, like, debts, things like that, just because... My parents try to keep that out of my life, but there's also definitely a balance to be struck there that's really tricky to find. You know, that's so interesting because I've got two kids in college right now, and they both, just this term, both of them are now off campus. And there's a whole new set of expenses that come when you live off campus. So we've had to have some pretty upfront conversations about, yeah, knock off the DoorDash, you, you went to the grocery store. Tuna is just a perfectly fine meal, you know, tuna in a game with some mayonnaise. We taught you how to make a sandwich. You'll be fine. Trust me. Embrace leftovers. It's a great thought. 
But it's hard when you're in this situation, especially going into filling out that financial aid form where you've got to have all that information because it impacts how much financial aid you get when you get to college. And that can even impact where it is you go to school. That's a big impact on your day-to-day life. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's there's already so much stress surrounding things like college, things like planning for your future. And, you know, I totally get that as my parents, you know, there's not any doubt that my parents want what's best for me, but it's a matter of kind of looking at not only what's best for me, but what's best for our family, what's best for our finances, what's best for our future. Because, you know, I'm a student who's looking at having to take out some loans to pay for college. And especially for middle-class families, there's a lot more financial aid available to families who struggle more financially. And in the upper class, I think that it's definitely less of a struggle to pay for college. But, you know, for me, and I think this is something that a lot of other middle-class students relate to, $80,000 in tuition where I'm not going to get a lot of aid, you know, they think that we could pay for it, but that's like knocking out a whole one of my parents' incomes. So just that thought is really stressful and thinking about how my life and my ambitions impact my family definitely weighs heavily on my mind. Yeah, I think it's a really interesting point you bring up with the um, with middle class because I've had this conversation with friends before where like financial aid is more directed towards lower ca- lower class and upper class is financially stable enough to be upper class and then middle class is in the place where they're okay but they could you be using that help but they don't really get it. And that's an interesting situation to be in. You know, I kind of think about it like being a middle child. No offense to any middle children. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, none of this is to say that lower class families who really need the financial help aren't entitled to that. And I'm absolutely all for granting those opportunities to students who might not otherwise have them available to them. But, you know, it can just be stressful as someone who, you know, again, is very middle class to think about how having, you know, upwards of $50,000 in debt coming straight out of college is going to impact my future. Yep. And that's coming out with a bachelor's degree. That's before we even get to to graduate school. Do you you ever find yourself uh, trying to figure out how you can help your family's finances? What are things that you can do? Um, you know, are those thoughts that enter your mind? Yeah, I mean, so upfront, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, I'm expensive. And to um, manage these expenses, I have three jobs that I work. And that can be really stressful. So, you know, just putting myself in that position where I'm kind of trying to cover a lot of my expenses, buying my clothes, covering my gas and insurance for my car, That I think is appreciated by my family, but it also puts a lot of stress on me. And my parents have even said to me, like, we're willing to help pay for your gas and insurance. They're going to get paid for, but we just don't want to sponsor your Starbucks addiction, which I respect. But kind of putting yourself in that position, I think, gives me accountability. But it also can make it tough because obviously that's a lot of responsibility that I'm taking on in my day-to-day life to alleviate some of the issues with finances. You know, that's a really great point. And, and I know you, you've said, I think about, about kids who are expensive and there's, it's interesting because the things that are going to get you additional money for college, generally speaking, are athletics, arts, and of course, good grades, right? Uh, but athletics is a huge source of scholarships. 
And for the most part, if you're going to be a college athlete, that means you've got to play club sports. You've got to do extra coaching. You've got to do all of the things that go along with that so that you can be elite enough to qualify for a scholarship. And that is super expensive, especially for sports that aren't necessarily big in high school, you know, specifically thinking things like gymnastics or swimming or, or, um, you know, sometimes even things like lacrosse uh, can have some really big club sport things. But then you look at the arts. If you play a musical instrument or you sing or anything like that, you're going to have to get coaching and take lessons outside of school. That is really expensive to get to the elite level that you need to get at in order to, to get the scholarships for college. It's a double-edged sword any way you slice it. Oh, yeah. Uh, luckily for me, I was never very athletically inclined or coordinated or any of the above but I could definitely I mean for some of my friends they're like oh gotta go to my squash lessons and I'm like (laughs) okay have fun so definitely especially when you look at like going to a good college or you know an elite school where everyone is trying to like do the most random unique thing that they can to get recruited uh things yeah get up in price there not even when you're not doing like elite athletes like uh, not even when you're doing elite athletics but even like okay unlike you charlie i happen to be very athletic-y and sportsy oh i'm (laughs) sorry my bad (laughs) um but yeah like even as i was doing like peewee level sports like elementary school like middle school high school like i would do several different things but even with those just to get like the bare like equipment and like the to get the bare minimum and to get the equipment and the tuition tuition to play it's all it adds up so fast even when it's not um competitive so i can't imagine what it would be like if it is oh that's that's just awesome i you know i when i think about you know finances and financial stress uh, it really plays in around the holidays and around birthdays and stuff like that. Are there some ideas that you've got for how you can do things to show appreciation for people, to maybe get them a gift or something that maybe isn't as expensive, but is still as meaningful? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that things like homemade gifts come up a lot for me. I am a connoisseur of every uh, dollar store that you can think of. I love a Dollar Tree. I love a Dollar General. If it has dollar in the name, I've probably been there at least five times. So going to places like that, where I I honestly find that you can find a lot of good stuff there. And um, just in general, I really think that homemade gifts, things that come from the heart are really great. And when I'm making my Christmas list, I try to get it in in time for like your Black Fridays where you can get deals and I'll find the cheapest availability for everything like I can I'll always look for the refurbished options on technology things like that so just enabling that bargain shopping I think goes a long way in showing that you know even if you're an expensive kid you're still thinking about finances and thinking about how to make things more affordable for your family yes I agree Black Friday is like Black Friday Honestly, for me, Black Friday is like better than Thanksgiving Day. I love Black Friday, guys. Oh, yeah. I love I love hopping from the grateful straight into the capitalism. You're thankful <laughs> for your finances, and then you're really putting them to the test. 
Yeah. And you know, like the whole thing with like getting like those discounts, I think when you lead the luxurious life and have the tastes that you do, you just become a bargain hunting machine and it pays off. Like it's amazing. You know, if you're a good bargain hunting machine, there's a lot of stuff to be, there's a lot of stuff out there to be had. Let me tell you, there's some good stuff out there. And I love the fact that that you're both really into this idea of how you can manage what it is that you have responsibly. I mean, not everybody does that. Not everybody has that kind of an insight that this kind of stuff really, really matters. And I think that's really important because I know for a number of people, financial pressure can be a strain on their mental well-being. Have you ever felt that? Have you ever seen that happen for folks? I have to say my, again, as I was saying, my sister, I feel like is um, a really good example for me. You know, she is obviously my role model who I look up to. Just seeing that stress that it took on her mental health, you know, I know that that issue specifically, like the financial aspect, like where is she going to get her money from for college, for med school, like for the daily things that she needs, it caused her so much stress, especially in high school. And I have to say that that's one of the biggest things that probably affected her. And, you know, she would throw herself into everything else. But it was really difficult to watch her going through all of that and it, we're still, I still consider us to be financially stable. So if she was going through that much, being somewhat financially stable, I am just like, I could not imagine what it would be like um, to not have that stability. To be totally honest, my dad recently got laid off from his job. And that happening was like a really kind of roller coaster emotionally. And that comes from a place with us of, like we know that he's going to be getting paid until into next year, well into next year. And we know that he's probably not going to have an issue finding another job and he's very well qualified. So, I mean, as you know, coming from a family where we still, even after that happening, don't have to worry about where our next meal is going to come from or how the bills are going to get paid. I just can't imagine being in a situation where like you're living paycheck to paycheck and you have to actively worry about things like keeping your house or keeping an apartment, not getting evicted, and then losing a job. I mean, I just honestly can't imagine. And I think that for me, taking some taking accountability in my family's finances and thinking about how I can help directly has been something that really helped give me make me feel like I had more power in the situation in a situation that you know, for teenagers, can feel pretty helpless and scary. That's really scary. That's a that's a tough thing to go through and to go through as a family transparently and talk about what that's like is is really unique. Not every family has those conversations and that's that's awesome, but it's it is scary, especially in this economy to get laid off and to have those kinds of additional pressures. I'm curious, Reveille, when you talk about your sister and and the impact of what happened with the with the her mental health Has that impacted how you're thinking about college? I think the way that she took the approach was a little bit more extreme. Um, Me and my sister are very different with our, with some of our core core values and some of our, how we handle issues. So I think having seen her gone through what she did, I'm definitely a lot more cautious about 
when I'm thinking about things, you know, I take a lot more time, but I also think part of that is just my personality versus hers. But in terms of college, when I think about it, I think the things that she and I experienced were very different, what with us being nearly a decade apart. And also because the emotional and yeah, the emotional states that um, our family was in back then versus now is significantly different. So I feel like for me, because of the path that she carved, she made my life a lot easier and I'm grateful to her for that. So as we begin to wrap up here, I'm, I'm wondering, Charlie and Ravali, can you share some bits of wisdom? What are some ways, some tips and tricks about how you've managed your finances that are working for you that you think would work to work for some of our listeners? I mean, for me, it's just all about uncomfortable conversations and honesty above all, especially with finances. It can be embarrassing to admit when you need financial help or when things are not working out for you financially, but just sitting down with your family and being honest and transparent about your needs, your wants, things that you can cut back on has been really helpful for me and has helped, you know, like I said, helped me regain a sense of control in a situation that can feel really out of control. And I think just having that and having that accountability is really helpful and really helps me manage my stress around the subject. That's amazing. I think for me, um, I just happen to be a very indecisive person. So what will happen is if I see something I like, I'll put it in an Amazon shopping cart and it will stay untouched for about six to seven months before I finally realize that I'm over it and no longer want it. <laughs> and that is what happens for a majority of the um, random impulses that I have. I think I have about 25 things in my Amazon cart right now. And I'm waiting for me to no longer want to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter does that too. And it's funny because sometimes you'll see things age out of that cart. And then every once in a while, things will end up on that Christmas shopping list or that birthday shopping list or whatever holiday it is that we're celebrating or when somebody asks me what somebody needs. I just really want to thank you both for joining me to have this conversation about what is for most people a pretty uncomfortable topic. And I'm really glad that you shared your personal stories and your experiences and were really vulnerable with us today. I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us on Talk To Be Well and how think about how it is that you're going to manage your finances, especially as you're moving into those great state of adulthood. You know, that's where you get to embrace financial stress full time all on your own. If you are looking for support with your mental health, check us out at worktobewell.org. That's work, the number two, bewell.org. And you can find some great information about managing anything related to any mental health issue you might have. It has been a pleasure talking with you, Ravali and Charlie, today on Talk To Be Well. I'm your host, Dr. Robin Henderson. Please be well.